Hello, everybody, and welcome to another Spark of Genius Flesh and Blood production. Another episode of Spark to Your Genius. And we haven't recorded one of these in a little it's while. Been a while. Uh, honestly, there were points where we probably could have released something about, like, you know, battle hard and results and talking about the meta and this and that. I feel like it cheapens the experience a little bit because I feel <laughs> that, well, it's just a matter of, like, this is a podcast ish kind of segment, right? So I feel feel like it's easier to display things like that via deck text like hey this is what happened to battleheart no no, yeah, no. Okay. we're gonna ask any to come on he's gonna talk about the deck he's gonna talk about his experience i don't want to just be like this was the meta the battleheart of this right. happened cool it's something so, people could also read up on themselves or for themselves yeah. and there's, there's articles on fat tcg about literally that um so like i'm kind of shying away about those kinds of topics for, for the podcast everyone else talks about it already anyways so mm -hmm. um we we are talking about so this is this is the uh this is going to come out 31st so happy new year for whoever yeah. watching this on your time zone it's going to come or out I on guess the 31st if you're in new zealand we already it's already we're in new zealand <laughs> our, our apac our apac uh listeners slash viewers mm -hmm. uh, happy new year hope your 2023 is full of uh, love laughter and and fab does it start with an does it start with an l Love, laughter, and live, live. oh, I'm gonna have to think about that. You're gonna, you're gonna have to come back to me. Was the acronym um, live, li live, laugh, laugh, love, live, live laugh, laugh, love, live, laugh, live, love, flesh and blood. Okay. Anyways, so I just want to start off here. We have like the OP 2023 article. We're gonna talk yeah. a little bit about like state of the game right now, as we kind of see it rolling into 2023, and then in the 2023 section, we're gonna kind of break it up into yeah. like. Fab in 2023, 20, right? The like our wish list. Future of Fab. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The future of Fab. Our wish list. The competitive event season. Why we have like OP, and then like the product release cycle slash schedule, right? Because of course James yeah. White has been talking quite a bit about this in this article specifically. But mm -hmm. that being said, uh, my name is Eric. I'm joined by Rob, my co-creator, co-commentator, co-caster, co-compatriot. Of course, I'm not gonna forget the intros, please. Can you take <laughs> me for some kind of some kind of casual, some kind of. Some kind of filthy YouTube Never. camera. We're definitely casuals. Um, <laughs> that 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 is uh, what just yeah. just was something I wanted to mention before. But as far as 2022, yeah. I think James White kind of says it really eloquently. As the sun sets in 2020 <laughs> on 20, I screwed up the first five words. <laughs> as the sun sets on 2022, we could look back and say that it was the first year that resembled what flesh and blood organized play is intended to look like. I think that really sets the stage here because OP 2022 was the $1 million prize pool, right? Mm -hmm. And that it really was the first year Worlds was a thing. Like every every other year, like 2018 was the very tail end. Yeah. 2019, 2020, 2021, there was, there was no Worlds. Like it was uh, kind of just the game was in its infancy. It wanted to really take off here. Uh, pretty, pretty crazy highlights here. 40,805 armory <laughs> events. Yeah. Wow. Uh, 1,220 skirmishes across two seasons, 269, 296 rotenats. a lot as well, yeah. It's a lot. Um, 37, for 37 national, national championships. championships. We had 601 pro two quests. in Canada. So a lot of we countries, I think, 2021, had 2022, yeah. yeah. A lot of countries uh, only had one, and some had none. True. Uh, pro quests, 30 battle horns, 12 callings, three premieres, because there were three sets. Yep. Um... Two, two pro, pro tours, tours and one worlds so yeah. i mean i i uh i went to a fair amount of these events i went to worlds mm -hmm. we went, went to worlds to, uh, you we, went to we went to worlds one pro tour we together 
we went New to Jersey. we went to the USA, the Jersey one. Um, yeah. I went to Las Vegas premiere. I don't yeah. think you did. I missed that one. Yeah, I went to the the premiere in Vegas for Uprising. Right. Um, yeah. I didn't go to the tail. I didn't go to the Tales one. I did go to the. Um, that's uprising that's when you opened a box of uh, uprising with with oliver mm-hmm. and he pulled the cold that's foil. when that's, that's <laughs> what oliver no that's what oliver flicked that cold foil fable across uh, yeah. across the table. i remember yeah, that one blood of jakai and he and he got a cold foil crown of providence it was a good it was a good mm-hmm. box it's above a good average box, box right there uh, slight slightly on the seated side but yeah. <laughs> completely fine you give those judges um, some nice boxes <laughs> but yeah yeah tell me about it so you know, played played in a fair amount of these events. We of course we casted the Battle Heart in Toronto, the first Battle Heart in, in Canada. Right. Uh, hopefully, yeah. we'll see some more in twenty twenty three. And you know, played in a bunch of pro class roads, skirmishes, all, all the kinds. So, so we've 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 been in. Like the, we we've the, experienced, I think, yeah, this to yeah. almost its fullest. I think uh, we we've been yeah, to most we of these. We're not roll. just kind of talking from the sidelines. We we've been to a lot of these. We um, we've been to these. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. I think where where is the game? Where where do you right. think the game is like right now going into 2023? So like just 2022. Yeah. How do you think it kind of fared? Where where do you think the game is right now? Yeah, I mean um so being someone who plays in, you know, local armories, being someone who has attended these high-level events not as a player, but just kind of going for fun as a fan of the game, just yep. going to see artists, that kind of stuff. Um yeah. The game is healthy, I think. I I don't see any signs that this game is really slowing down. Uh even, you know, from a you know, financial point of view in this current these current times, I think people are still showing up and playing the game. I've seen a pretty substantial growth in armories uh here in Ottawa. You know, we've we have three yeah. stores now that yeah. run events regularly. We've had an uptick in players. Uh, I've I see new face, faces all the time. Um, and you know, I think armories get between 12 and 16 players pretty regularly. So mm. I have no reason to believe the game has been slowing down. I, I think it's been growing and the knowing that there is a pro circuit that has this much invested into it, um, only speaks good things. I think there's, mm-hmm. you know, a million dollars in prize pool. Uh, that is absolutely insane. First place of the world. With USD too. USD, I mean, USD that's is, like thirteen hundred one point three million Canadian, yeah. yeah. So uh looking at the first place of worlds, three hundred thousand dollars, I believe. No, it was a hundred thousand dollars. I don't I, actually remember. No, I three hundred thousand was the total price. That was total, I'm sorry. So I think it was like a hundred K. So that's not a small chunk of change. If you know, if you're if you're a competitive player and you're looking for a way to turn that into into a living uh this game actually has it and it's an early game right it's a young game it's been around only for four years now i mean <laughs> only it actually seems like it's been around a lot less than it actually has been like four years vintage, is a long time vintage, vintage is four years old which is hilarious <laughs> to out with games like pokemon and magic and yeah. Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff like that so knowing that this game has a really well-funded pro scene that's great for pro players because it means you can dedicate you can make a career out of this really uh you know that that's a nice salary if you can win these things um but for the casual side you know it's okay i'll i'll, I'll put it that way like the casual side the, the armories are great i think that's probably mm-hmm. one of the 
main vehicles for for casual play really besides the kitchen table which i do also but um i i think that maybe this is going to be leaning more into like the wishes for the next year but i think like some kind of pve would be amazing for yeah, the casual no, 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 no. don't 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 get into that i won't crisscross yeah. my thoughts so anyway i think the game's I'll healthy i think yeah. I, th I think we're in a good spot how about you yeah i mean i echo a lot of those thoughts obviously i'm I'd like to think I was a little bit more than casual. You of were more I did. competitive than I was, for sure. I, 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 I played in play some in of these world. events. <laughs> yeah, I didn't play in world. Like I played in the calling. Yeah. Uh, the, the my like my peak of competitiveness was Pro Tour One. Like that's that's in yeah. that season I played a lot. Uh, I brought Lexi. I day twoed. Like I I was I was reasonably like okay with with my performance given my. <laughs> given my newity <laughs> to, to the deck there <laughs> well i qualify yeah. for yeah it's not a word don't worry about it um it can be well i did qualify for pt in france i ended up not going yeah, because that one was a, it's a bit more challenging for us to travel there yeah let's be honest it's also it was very clumped with nationals i didn't like how close it was to nationals mm, i remember was like that it was in like august and the nationals was like three to four weeks september later. i believe right yeah yeah but it wasn't like the end of september it was like mid-september mid mid -September. like the the 18th yeah, so, weekend i think for canada yeah yeah so i like i i did not like that i had to go fly all the way there and then go back and then fly to ottawa it was mm -hmm. kind of one or the other so i you know obviously played in nats instead yeah uh, i was pretty happy with nats uh, i mean i bubbled out of top i was like one one went off of top eight which mm. was much better than i did um the year the before? first nats yeah yeah, I didn't even day two. I bubbled out of day twoing. I five right. five three or something, or like no, I like five three one. Yeah, I I five three one, and I, I couldn't top twenty four, which was very sad. But yeah, point is, you know, constant improvement. So I, I but I'm definitely at it this point improved. not at yeah. yeah, I'm definitely not nearly as competitive as I was kind of in that pro tour one season, mm -hmm. I guess. But yeah. I'm still like going to these roads, pro quests. Yeah, and I went just to play the calling. I pro tour one. I played calling there. Worlds yep. I tried, then there was the system thing that <laughs> threw me off. Mm, but you I, gave up real quickly. Yeah, I, did. I remember that one. Yeah, yeah that's, was that's fine. That's fine. Bad seating. Anyway, yeah, yeah. A anyways, my my point is like from that from that kind of standpoint, I think the game is definitely healthy. On a competitive point of view, I think the routes I think increasing the number of events just in in different geographic locations mm -hmm. is key. Uh, the prizing is like reasonable. Uh, I'm a yeah. little bit more weary to say like you can make a. Like, I don't think you can make a living off this game yet. I think this game is very hard to keep making. Like, yeah, players are just like they get better every year, obviously, right? And the more and more good players come in, like yeah, maybe you can make money regionally, kind of. But once you start having to pay for like travel costs, I think you really yeah. need to get like sponsors coming in, and like yeah. that. That's where it really team, comes team in. Team Dragon Shield now i believe yeah, right they that, that does have some sponsor team yeah they do have some i think uh there's still a lot of room to grow there i think um my issue with 2022 if i had one i think the events are fantastic yeah. i think um world especially i had a ton of fun yeah uh, i was just in the calling but i had just fun with I had I, artists yeah talking I mean, to people we have heard some great. negative points just about the venue itself but that's a minor thing i mean it, yeah the venue wasn't great i think the sound's echoing everywhere right. and uh i had a bunch of noise disturbances in the middle of the calling tracking pitch stack as old him, which made me quite disgruntled yeah uh, but but overall it was it was a really fun event it, it was a really fun event 
I think the, the the main issue that I have with the kind of the competitive side of it is oh man, I just lost it. Holy shit. I had one. <laughs> I don't know where it went. It disappeared. Just talking about these events uh, and yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I'll probably I'll probably get back to it later later in the video what, yeah. what I'll what I remember was my one issue. But like the major issue um yeah that I think most people had was probably the number of them in the location like traveling for these things is rough. Just having many Sometimes. of them back to back. Right. Sorry, I remembered. I remembered what it was, and I'm sure a lot of people will agree with me. It's the lead time. Like they give uh, okay. their lead time is questionable at best. Yeah, that's uh, a good pro, point. Yeah, Pro Tour France, they pretty much said it was France, mm -hmm. like three or four months in advance, and then gave no details until <laughs> very, very close. I, in I, my view, very close to the event. Yeah, um, and I will point out that that is something that LSS knows is an issue. Uh, this came up, I believe, during the banquet at Worlds, where someone asked the question, yeah. like, can we get, or more of a request, can we get some more lead time between events or before events? Because if we're planning our travel, we want to be able to take time off work. We want to be able to, yeah. you know, book our tickets uh, at a reasonable time, yeah, well, and not, just, not the weekend yeah, before. Yeah, you can't just drop everything and go to, like, a car tournament. Yeah. It's not a thing. It's, a lot of people can't do that. Nope. Um, nope. Yeah. So that does like that was like my one gripe, and that was mainly targeted towards like scheduling around PT. I wanted to go to PT France. Yeah. I just just the scheduling didn't make any sense. Um, right. And really, only only very ex varying levels of extreme. Like very few players not living in that region could really make that kind of trip. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Back and forth, but I do believe they'll get better because they know it's an issue, and they've they've been good at responding to criticism. Uh, I, I believe that, I mean, the whole Fab 2.0 thing was a response at the market of, of the Flesh and Blood cards, right? And I think they responded well. I think they'll continue to respond well uh, mm -hmm. to these issues we've seen in, in OP in the past year. Yeah, that's the only other thing I want to mention with 2022 is the, the sets themselves, right? Mm -hmm. So we had, you know, uh, we had Uprising, obviously sets? Dynasty... Uh, yeah. Uprising, Dynasty, and Everfest, I guess, might have been early in the year. I forget exactly yeah, it was when that released. Everfest, Everfest, Uprising, Dynasty? Something yeah, something that, like that's that. the correct two ordering. Yeah, two supplementary sets and one core set. Yeah. Uh, with, we will talk about the set stuff in, a little bit later when they actually address it directly, but mm -hmm. uh, I think the set quality was fine. I think the sets were... I think Uprising was a fantastic set to open. I think Marvels were great. Mm -hmm. I think everyone still loves opening those That those was sets. the beginning of Fab 2.0 when they did away with it the was. Unlimited First Edition yeah. uh, Everfest, paradigm. Yeah. I think Everfest was a bad set. I really didn't like Everfest. Opening it felt very bad. Like, mm -hmm. your your cold foil for the box was like a potion, and you were just like... Yeah. It was like potion echoes, and you're just like, why did I... Like, yeah. It Mar just felt real bad. Marvels um, were a much needed addition, I think, to the collectability and to the value, the EV of the boxes. Yeah. Because the EV of Dynasty and Uprising are actually amazing. Um I watched Dynasty one of Yeah, I watched one of Rudy's videos uh recently and he was just talking about how stores are instead of selling sealed product, they're all just opening their boxes and selling singles. So true. So singles singles are in like a relatively healthy place. I think there is like yeah. some speculation on cards very depending on the set, like Assassin. Like surgical extraction buyouts, some like shenanigans <laughs> like forty, that, fifty dollar card. Yeah, that that'll happen. People will take their bets, but I think in general, I think singles prices are relatively healthy. Yeah, I don't know where the game is going to go as far as 
market health. I think like mm -hmm. LSS is a business; they need to make money, obviously, and yeah. LGS is need to make money too. I don't really know. Like, I think twenty twenty two they did well; they did very well. I think it was a, the correct thing to switch off of the double release mm -hmm. kind of like unlimited burstead kind. Yeah, of it's a logistical thing. nightmare too. It is, and I think that was right. I just don't know about the set has to be popular enough with a high enough the issue is you're gonna have two camps of fat players you could have the ones that started earlier that are used to like these really high ev mm -hmm. boxes especially from the earlier stuff the staples you know yeah. the high power level you mean cnc strike those guys yeah welcome trade arc those kinds of sets where like your ev is high but you're just gonna crack you're just yeah. gonna keep cracking dynasty isn't like that dynasty is a very chase card set right you have a lot of like you have a couple really high value items. It's mm -hmm. Marvel Soraya, Marvel Nitro, you know, Marvel Emperor. CNC. But you, yeah. yeah, but then you open Rainbow Foil Emperor and you want to off yourself. Like it's, <laughs> it's a very like feast or famine. No, I'm just like so, when you look at it realistically speaking, it's a feast or famine set. It's a chase card set, and that's what happens when you add like marbles. Like you're adding more lottery ticket hits, which is fine. However, looking at like the singles markets, too many people have the mentality that this set is only for <laughs> scratch and sniffers, essentially. <laughs> You're going to end up with less people. Less first of all, stores are not going to crack the product to sell singles because the, the the staples and commons and rares are the bread and butter because those are what mm -hmm. multiple people buy, right? If they're like yeah. stores are not going to go for the lottery, like they're just not, right? Mm -hmm. So you're going to end up with a lot of product. I think Dynasty was mixed as far as receiving it. I think it's a fine set. I think yeah. I know a ton of people that went ham on Uprising that bought very little Dynasty. Um, yeah, and that's because opened a little bit of it they were just not impressed and that has me a little worried i think it's also partially other supplementary sets are a little bit harder to please people as that's far a good as, point um, that, that is a good difference to bring up it is a supplementary set yes yeah um i think that that is something i want to address also so i think we've talked a lot, a lot about 2022 let's let's roll into 2023 here right so mm. uh the first the first kind of thing i want to talk about is the state of the game going into 2023 let's talk a little bit like the meta game we're not going to go into detail because we do have like right. a this isn't going to be like tier. a tier list video yeah tier list video coming guys sorry <laughs> another tier list uh, one it's jury duty but it's <laughs> tier list duty. um a little bit about the state of the game i think it's great i think the mm -hmm. minute all those ridiculous like starvo shenanigans yeah. went out the window yeah uh, i think you know chain and briar were strong well, chain was very very strong i'm, not, I'm not gonna i'm gonna ignore chain for but like Chain. Briar was Prism. strong, but not unbeatable. Uh, Prism, Prism was obviously very good. Living Legend out. Yep. I think the meta super super healthy. I think there are yep. strong heroes. I think no hero beats every other hero. Yeah. There are not enough cards in your AD. There's like 80 cards is not enough to just counter every hero. Yeah. Uh, it's the... very good. There's top tier decks, but you could also comfort, which is I think Denny put this really really well. Like comfort was the most important thing. Is why yeah. you picked Lex. Yeah. And that that wins tournaments now. Like. No hero yeah. is so unbelievably bad that comfort is not a good idea. Comfort is always going to be a good idea. And there's enough heroes that are in like a decent spot, like Dorinthia, Rhynar, used to be like very comfort or bust, kind of like they mm. were not considered high, higher tier yeah. until obviously winning more events. Um, then you have like stalwarts, like Bravo can win events. Obviously, Oldham mm -hmm. is still good. Yeah. Right? Like all these, all these heroes, Dash, obviously. Yeah. All these heroes can win events depending on like if you can. Get a little bit lucky. Obviously, you can't get unlucky. Everyone needs luck. Even if you're playing you, the most broken hero, luck still plays a part. You could be, yeah, you could be the unluckiest person in the world. You're not going to win an event because of it, right? Like it's, yep. it's not. 
Uh, you could be the luckiest person in the world and win an event off that. Uh, yeah, but off, off Azalea. It's, not, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just not the other way around. Yeah. Uh, but so, um, I agree. Yeah, yeah the, the meta is really healthy. And I really like it. I really hope they don't print any stupid broken shit and out uh outright uh, outside it'll happen it'll happen uh no game is without its its faults i think they're they're gonna eventually i just really don't want some starvel level shit just kicking about that they just like failed to see as good in testing i think that's what they said they said in the worlds in the worlds the the bar there they'd like yeah. how someone asked like how did starvel pass right and they were just like they tested it and didn't see it as that strong or something along the, or something along they, they must have not played like some of the more broken cards maybe maybe they just didn't think people would play the unga bunga list but everyone yeah. played the unga list like you know, <laughs> I, I think unga bunga probably appeals to most of the players to be honest, because it's it, you, when you have a deck that's kind of more brain dead, it, it's easier to enter yeah. into the deck. That was one of the reasons I played it. So it's like, hey, this is kind of fun. Remember you played that? Remember you played that guy in Jersey who had actual crayons? He was keeping track. That was of his so life. funny. Yeah, that, that guy was that awesome. Was it was the Starbucks mirror, and it was the uh the the match to to go into day two so whoever won in. that yeah, match it was, it was the win and win yeah. for for day two yeah so yeah, and it was a starble mirror and the guy brought crayola crayons and he Mark's gave me slide. the box and he's like pick a color <laughs> so he used his big crayola colors to keep track of our health it was so funny i wish i could contact yeah. that guy again it was it was really fun it so, was great yeah. yeah um i i just yeah i just i hope in outsiders they don't like give some talented azalea some crazy ass shit and she becomes like the yeah. best hero ever i don't know yeah. if it's gonna happen or not i just really don't think it's healthy for the game i think like no. one i think one hero metas are fine like in chain meta you were either chain or you tried to kill chain <laughs> or you fatigue meta, chain you either... <laughs> yeah or you, or you fatigue chain and briar meta you were yep. either ice or you were briar like yep. it which which is fine yeah it invalidates some hero it's not as healthy but i think those metas are fine as far as practicing like it's very easy to test um and, yeah that's and the innovation that's like, the innovation is not born from different heroes the innovation is born from tech choices for cards it's fine people will disagree and say no that those those formats suck it's a matter of opinion i think yeah. those formats are fine um I, I do think um, that there there is something to be said about people playing their pet decks right a lot of yeah. people have allegiances to certain heroes and if their hero There's starts to suck yeah. uh yeah if their yeah. hero starts to suck uh they're just not going to want to play the game you know, so yeah, it's I, fine. I, think, um, I think the current meta probably serves those people a little bit, you know, a little better yeah. because they can oh, yeah. play their pet they decks and they can top eight. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I still think going in 2023, any deck can top eight. I think yeah. literally, like, maybe, very maybe, maybe like, Levia can't, but <laughs> no, you can get lucky on Levy on top eight. Levy, like, lucky, okay. Yeah. yeah. Mansant did it. Like, that's true. That's true. It happened. Yeah. Like, it happens. It happens. Um, yeah, so go, going in here, so a couple a couple things we're going to talk about, like uh, Wishlist, Competitive, and, Outri and Outsiders. I keep getting like, oh, I think Outriders is a better name for the set. Apparently. Outriders. That's what my, sub that's what my subconscious it Reminds me of Mad talking. Max. That's <laughs> that's the exact thing I was thinking of. Wow, maybe we are, maybe we are related. That's actually crazy. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, we can go into the Wishlist. Um, let's, let's go to the Wishlist because you kind of like alluded to it already. Um, <laughs> There's my answer, PvE. <laughs> Maybe okay. Maybe we don't go to the wish list because I think some of the things on the wish list are, are kind of supposedly alleviated with competitive. With this article that James White is kind of talking about, like mm -hmm. the timing. Do you want to scroll through some of the stuff on the twenty-three? Yeah. 
sounds good. So yeah. he's he, he's going to be pleased to share some insights here. So mm -hmm. nothing really changes with the program structure. I think the structure was good. Yeah, I think it's easy to understand. Yeah, I think it's he easy just outlines the, the tiers that the tier what they mean, right? All the way up to tier four being like worlds and pro tours. Yep. Uh, yeah, keep going down. Oh, I he's like a nice, he's a nice uh, graphic. Crown of Dominion. Exactly yeah. what? Oh yeah. Yeah. I like it. There you like go. it. Love it. Prize monies. Yeah. Doesn't change. I think the prize monies was fine. Yeah. Uh, I think, um, worlds calling mats. It was a good amount of change. I think, you know, it's just the breakdown of a million. It's not changing as far yeah. as. Uh, yeah. This adds up to a million things. Seven. Yeah. 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 It's just going to quickly audit his math here, guys. That is totally an LSS thing to do if they like miscounted on the article. We, have we to made a mistake. <laughs> we made a mistake. Okay. What is changing? This is what I was talking about earlier. Major event scheduling and lead time. They want more fans, want more visibility. You think? Oh, yeah. And they uh, addressed it here. <laughs> so, I was talking about how they like might not address it or might address it. They, they've already no, talked about it. They're, they're addressing it. Yeah. Um, you know, talk, he, James White is like talking about, yeah, we're bigging, building out the capability. We've continued investing. Mm -hmm. He's confident in the improvement. Um, yep. <clears throat> he, he says, I'm fine with him just saying... They know it's an issue. They're working towards it. They have been working towards it, and it'll come into more fruition in 2023. Yeah. I just wanted to acknowledge it, and he did. I think it's pretty reasonable. Move through Q Q1 with more <laughs> more notice, obviously. Yeah. Uh, I, love, I think I love how you bring up that point when we just had like the whole Magic 30 fiasco. <laughs> and mm, people, yeah. especially Rudy, just talking about how I just wish Wizards would acknowledge their problems. Right. No, they, why would they acknowledge their problem? That would require Hasbro to acknowledge the problem. Yeah, Hasbro well, doesn't acknowledge anything. <laughs> well, so I, I really like that we're seeing a bit of a, you know, uh, contrast Dichotomy, here yeah. with, with LSS. Okay. Yeah, sorry, I was making <laughs> yeah. a bad joke here. Three, three main products, three main seasons. I think this is kind of... So uh, my initial thought is, like, it makes a whole lot of sense because that's how, that's how it was pseudo-structured before. When you when you look about like the gap in seasons, like road to Nats is gonna lead into Nats. Like it's not not shocking or anything like this. Right. I just like the I'm I mean, I'm a CPA by trade. I'm a finance guy. I like <laughs> charts. I like deadlines. I like, you know, I don't like deadlines. You like money. You know <laughs> I like who doesn't like money? Don't don't give me that. I know you like money too. I love um, money. It's it's like I, I just like attaching dates to things. And I like yeah. how he's like Saying out like, yeah, no, this is going to be the season. There's going to be three products. Each product's going to have a season. I don't know mm -hmm. one person who liked playing Uprising for three main events in Limited. I can't think oh, of a yeah. single like having to do it in War for Worlds mm -hmm. in in mixed, having to do it for Pro Tour Two, <laughs> yeah. like Pro so you have two tier four events using the same set for Limited, which I think is yeah. a little bit overplayed. Um, I think so too. And that's and Nationals. Nationals was also Uprising Limited. So, yeah, I think it was way as much. Don't get me wrong; I love Uprising. Like, I really love the set. Yeah, I did love playing it for that long. <laughs> it, it just like it loses luster because you learn everything, and the and the meta shift and the meta settled down. It's been a couple months, and yeah. you're like month six, stale. and you're like, all right, I guess we'll just find mirror. Oh, you roll second. Oh, I lose. Oh, like it's yeah. not. It, it gets a little boring. And for big competitive events, it doesn't make any sense. So what have they done? March to June, July, September, October to January. 
I don't know why February is gone. Um, I guess maybe it's like a break month or something like that. Um, is it gone? Oh yeah, it is gone. <laughs> it's it's the cool down Actually, period, you know. Yeah, cool down. I, I think it's probably reasonable to have a cool down period. People need some to time fair. to sleep. Yeah, just relax yeah, a bit. Uh, so they have Outsiders. So product-wise, they have Outsiders expansion standalone set. This is the yeah. biggest change that I see. Yeah, Pro Tour to one Pro Tour. Yeah, it's a big change too. Mm-hmm. The biggest change is moving to two core sets and one expansion, where right. before it was two expansions, one core. Yeah. Right. The core was Monarch, Tales, and um, well, other than Welcome to Raid Arc, which is a little bit different because that was a staggered release. But when you're looking at yeah, I think uh, I think this year might have only been the only year they released supplementary two times. Yeah, because um, Monarch and Tales are both core sets, so Monarch Tales and Everfest. True, were, but uh, the the competitive, the competitive season didn't really happen nearly to any any yeah. level. They didn't have they didn't have a pro tour back. Yeah, so for set. for the twenty twenty two year, it was two supplemental and one core, mm-hmm. which is what matters yeah, here. The first year where they actually had worlds and they actually had all the events that they scheduled for the one million OP, yeah. that is the year they had two expansion sets in a core set. I'm not counting any other season. It doesn't really count because it's not right. nearly the same. 2022 is really the birth of OP in the way that it, it the company it wanted it to be. The way James, the way James, uh, James and crew wanted it here. James so very important because you're going to have a standalone set to mix in for limited. Mm-hmm. Uh I think limited is going to be the one that improves a lot because of this. Yeah. I think CC changes regardless. It doesn't matter whether you're on an expansion or a standalone. You're going to get new cards yeah. regardless of CC. So yeah. I don't think it affects standalone. Uh, I don't think it affects CC as much, but because he has actively said that hybrid events, and they have been, Worlds, PT, Nats, these have all been hybrid events. Mm-hmm. Uh, limited ELO has been something that qualifies you for all of these events. I think it's a big part of Fab. Uh, very, very different crew. I'm a much better limited player than I am a CC player. Mm. Uh, I've made that very clear <laughs> before multiple times. I like drafting a lot more, drafting, building decks, and playing much more than I do. I, I like CC, don't get me wrong, but yeah. it bores the show out of me if I play too much. Whereas right. I can always draft. I, I love draft so much. I can play so much draft, right? And I'm sure I love a lot drafts, of draft. I get to open packs. <laughs> That's half of the reason, because I, I'm just a cr- like packaholic. Just like, <laughs> yeah crack packs and i just get to take the best card in the first one sign me up right oh yep. that random crap at the end there i don't have to take oh man um but mm-hmm. i think the product thing's great i think the other big thing here is uh the pinnacle events right so there's only gonna be three events instead of four because there used to be pro tour one pro tour two now it's just gonna be one pro tour this year it's gonna be in the u.s i don't know if that's gonna be every year but this year he said pro tour there usa right yeah yeah, so in 2023, he said USA, late April, early May, which is reasonable because Outsiders comes out end of March. So it gives people yeah. time to digest and uh, really like take into account what has changed in the meta here. Seasonal programs, Road to Nats, Skirmish Season 6, July, September, Skirmish Season 7. Skirmishes are usually Blitz, either Blitz only or Blitz sealed. I think those last season, it was some, some stores had sealed, some had Blitz sealed. And then uh, for World Champs is ProQuest. So, sorry, scroll up for a sec. Yep. ProQuest, October, January. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he's not including the January 2022 ProQuest season. Uh, sorry, the 2023 ProQuest season. Oh, yeah, season yeah. So we're starting in March here. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Yeah, so he's talking about January 2024. This could be a ProQuest season for the Pro Tour that happens in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Late, late, uh, late April or he may, I imagine, if he, could, if he does it the same in 2023. So, right. 
ProQuest leads to Pro Tour. There's one ProQuest season because there's one Pro Tour. So this last year, there were two ProQuest seasons. Right. The second ProQuest season started like the same <laughs> week as Pro Tour 1. Do you remember that? Yeah. Like it was literally, I wasn't there for any of it because the first week I was at PT1 and the other two weeks I were on my honeymoon. So I didn't yeah, get to play right. any ProQuest yeah. for the season. I, I, but like, I, it, it's kind of ridiculous that they overlapped for the same tier of like event. Yeah, where these PQs were for some people the only way to get into PT2. So I found that ridiculous. But in this particular case, one PQ into Pro Tour, one road to Nats into Nats, and then skirmishes for Blitz because yeah. maybe he'll bring Blitz back for Worlds, which is you know a thing. People like to play Blitz. Some people actually like Blitz. Yeah, that's fine. I like, I like Blitz sometimes, and we will bring Blitz back for skirmish season. We're not playing a ton of Blitz now. We will bring yeah. it back for skirmish. Uh, I want to play some Emperor games. Like, holy shit, that looks funny. Um, yeah. Anyways, yeah. what I'm trying to outline here is I really like what they've done with this the seasonal Pinnacle and product. Can't wait to see how that actually works out uh, yeah. and where the pro tour is. But uh, we will try our best to go there. Um, yeah, definitely. Okay. So if we scroll a little bit up here. Yeah, sure. I think he's also... Right. So the number of reasons... Uh, so we're combining PT. So the one PT is going to be 200K instead of 200Ks. Makes sense. He's turning two into one. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, so here, more focus and resources into bringing competitive OP closer to home. And I like this too. Yeah. And specifically, he's focusing on battle hardens. We only got one battle harden in Canada. I think you can support more than one battle harden. Now, whether mm -hmm. he's talking about a specific region of the world, I don't know. But increasing battle hardens to play 50 battle hardens up from 30 is, is a lot. Like that's twenty. That's twenty more. That's two thirds. Mm -hmm. That's a sixty-six percent increase. It's it's quite it's quite big. Now, what I don't want to see is him go from thirty battle hardens to fifty, and those twenty out of those twenty battle hardens, eighteen of them are in random cities in the United States. Right now, while I respect that there's a big population in the United States, um, adding it to random cities mm. in in random locations where you'll have a pro quest in the major city yeah of, I, to be fair i don't know any like i can't i can't name you two cities in wisconsin or whatever like <laughs> I, I, I my I, I u.s can't. geography is yeah. abysmal I know, where, I know where all the states are more or less yeah but as far, when you talk about cities like i know the capital of indiana is indianapolis mm -hmm. you ask me another city in indiana i do not know it so <laughs> yeah. if they had a battle hardened in that city that i don't know You've got, you got to look I, it up and figure out what state it's in and then figure out if you want to drive. Or I, I, guess think, I think there are some I think there are some major cities in the US, like Seattle specifically, mm -hmm. that deserve like they're they're a hub of they've had a ton of magic events in the past, a ton mm -hmm. of other events. There are big cities in the US that haven't gotten battle hardens that I think should get battle hardens. Yeah. Maybe Phoenix. Maybe like cities like that. Uh I, I just would hate to see all of them, like the majority of them go to the US. Whereas, like, I think there are other places in the world that probably deserve more attention that haven't really gotten it. Mm. Uh, so that that's kind of what I want to see. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if most of these were U.S., maybe 15. Right? Well, maybe, like, 12 U.S. and the rest kind of elsewhere. Um, I'm hoping it's 50-50. I'm hoping it's 10 in the U.S. and 10 elsewhere. Like, like I'm very cognizant of the fact that the U.S. player base is extremely large and takes up a big portion of the fat player base. I get it. Yeah. I'm not stupid. Yeah. Right. I went to Worlds. I know how many Americans were <laughs> there. Yeah. But I also know how many international people were there. That some of them deserve a couple of bell here and there. Yeah. Um, totally. 
Canada can use more than one battle hardened. You know, it's, it's, only, it's a big country. There's only one ever, I think. There was only one ever. Canada. It was Blitz. We had to essentially beg. Um, so it was yeah, not pretty. It didn't. It we didn't it. come naturally. It was kind of like uh, we're doing given. this it thing. Was. Like, oh, we might get a battle hardened here. But yeah, it was. It, it felt like it wasn't planned. It was kind of spontaneous, right? So um, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then and then they're talking about like the prizing structure for callings. I think that's fine. They're just talking about like the bigger callings should have a bigger prize pool. Yeah, that makes sense. That's, yeah. that's fine. I don't think that's super big here. Uh, rolling on here, time to prepare for a release. This is kind of talking about the structure I'm talking about before, mm-hmm. or a two week window between the release of a new set. So they're 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 making sure people have enough time to like grasp it, and they don't they're not thrown into like some other meta yeah. immediately. You want breathing room. Yeah, so it's like seasonal, like ProQuest roads, getting getting two weeks to just chill, talk about the cars, make a bunch of content, yeah, and then like the and part, yeah. I, I, it's true though. I literally talked about the fact that ProQuest two overlapped <laughs> with PT one, which made like zero sense to me that like, like the season was um, four weeks, like the ProQuest season was four weeks, and mm-hmm. one of those weeks was just canceled out, right? Yeah. So they're talking about here, they're making it from set of three weeks. I uh, said four weeks, they're making it three weeks. Mm. Makes a ton of sense. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why it needs to be a month long for each of them when you have like three different seasonal events, you have pre-releases, you have armory, and you have the bigger competitive stuff. Yeah, it's I just, just can't like, play that much. Like, I just... it's, a, it's a lot. <laughs> now, I job. understand. <laughs> yeah, other players have different schedules. They can only make certain things. I get it. Yeah. However, the problem is that for people not wanting to fall behind, maybe for people that are like going to ham and people that like the schedule just doesn't line up, right? Like it just doesn't yeah. as far as like seeping into other things, right? But like they want to play more, but they just can't with this particular aggressive OP schedule here. Yeah. Um, yeah, tight timeline between Pro Tour and National Champs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's exactly what I talked about. It's <laughs> it's very real. Like it, it made me not go to France. Like I was thinking about going to France. Yeah. I could have been nice. I can't swing it. It would be very nice, but the amount of vacation you would have need right next to to Nats in Ottawa. Yeah. Uh, then you got to go to Ottawa, which is super difficult to get to. I don't know if anyone's <laughs> ever been to Ottawa that doesn't live in Ottawa that doesn't like live a couple hours away from it. It's paid in the ass to get to. It's cold. Um, yeah, it's it's a air, tiny little airport as far as international goes. Everything comes out of Toronto yeah, you're essentially. Lucky, you're lucky I chauffeured you around. <laughs> uh, hey man, you're lucky people came to Ottawa. It's, it's vice versa. <laughs> I, it, it's um, funny because we had our nationals in Ottawa, but I almost would have preferred if it was in Toronto, because <laughs> like I don't mind flying really? down there for a weekend. I don't, want, I don't want to go to Toronto. I don't want to go to Toronto. Done with Toronto. Toronto is a fine city. It just, <laughs> it you know you know every time I fly into Toronto, I'm like, wow, it's a smaller American city. Cool. Like that's literally what it feels to me. It feels just like a wow. Am I getting sidetracked here? It just feels <laughs> like yeah. very... what are we talking about? It it just it just has a very like American city feel as far as the the general vibe. Now again, but it's if like it's a not Toronto, where do you put it? Toronto feels to me like a discount New York is what Toronto feels to but me. But we can't like, have our nationals in New York. <laughs> look, I'm not saying it needs to be in Toronto. I'm just saying I think it should have been in Montreal, and I think that's probably where it's gonna be in twenty twenty. Nice. Montreal's a great I love Montreal. It's the where food's I'm from. great, population's great. That I don't really care about, but uh, I have a little just, family just, there. Just saying. <laughs> uh, I think Montreal is a great city, and I think it 
should be picked until I that that's my bet. If I was a betting man, I would bet Montreal is twenty twenty three, like Coin de Jou or somewhere. We're just or moving. Street. We're just moving further west or east. Sorry, <laughs> across across Canada. I like how you're next to Montreal and you didn't know you were going east. <laughs> get to Montreal. That's how my directions mixed up. Oh my god. Anyways. <clears throat> Anyways. It is um good to see that they're talking about this this op event overload um and then they're announcing things so they're talking about you know the first couple callings battle horns yeah it's interesting that they're going back to leeds uh in january they they had battle horn leeds last time yeah it must have been a popular location calling auckland new zealand they haven't had a calling in a little while (laughs) yeah poor guy i want to know i want to know this calling Indianapolis was like a deal they made with Michael Hamilton, so he didn't have to fly anywhere. Like, I want to know it's part, part of winning to... world is you don't have to go anywhere. It's like it's in your backyard. Here's your here's but, your calling. Why why Indianapolis again? Like, I get it in general, but why again? And why for the calling? Do you know what I mean? I assume it just went really well the first time, and the turnout was great, right? I I, I think it makes sense. Look, why not Grand Rapids, Michigan? Or some random? No, just kidding. Just a random <laughs> city like that. I, they, I don't they know. They already have liked... rapport with like the venue, probably, so they can just quickly, you know, get it up again. Yeah, it just seems like you're, you're like, okay, you won worlds. We'll keep. We'll give you a call. It seems, <laughs> seems like that. I like. I like some of the European ones. Belgium. I like that. Uh, Bologna. Yeah. It, that's very specific. Bologna, Italy. Bologna is, I think, a little bit out of the way. A little <laughs> countryside there. Uh, definitely not near Rome. You gotta take a train to get up there. Uh-huh. Uh, Battle Hard in Charlotte makes a whole lot of sense. Yep. North Carolina. North Carolina. Yeah. Haven't really had really haven't had many events. Battle Hard in New Jersey. Just itching to go back to New Jersey. I. You, you know who's not itching fun. to go back? To you don't want to go back? I, I'm not itching back to go to New Jersey. I. All respect to people who are living well, in New Jersey. That's, you that's you totally just had a bad cool. experience with your airplane with your 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 ticket. Like, that, no, that's it. no, it wasn't just that. There were some really interesting smells and sights. <laughs> interesting and, and smells. I think New Jersey is a fine place. I just don't know if I want to go back to there for an event. Like okay. uh, I don't, you know, it's it's fine. Uh, see caucus there. Um, oh yeah, yeah that's I how mean, you pronounce it. <laughs> caucus, yeah. Sikakos, Um Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a fine, it's a fine place. I had fun at the event, but yeah, yeah it, it wasn't as far as, far as um, California. Yeah, um, well, for me, okay, so, <laughs> so for you, it's probably good. Was, <laughs> it was further for yeah, you. For me, um, so that was a little bit about the schedule. All right, uh, let's talk a little bit about the product. So let, yeah. let's skip ahead to the products. Here we go. History pack one blitz decks. So starting here is what we're gonna get first in twenty twenty three. Then down there is what's coming later. So history pack history one. Pack one Blitz X. History pack two black label. I don't know what's oh. in history pack two. What the heck? I imagine does... history pack. I, I don't know. know. What is the Blitz deck? I don't know. I don't think anyone has any idea what heroes are in this history pack one Blitz deck because yeah. there are a lot of heroes in history pack one. Yeah, that um, includes Crucible, right? So eight heroes. Crucible. Yeah, eight heroes. Maybe it's like Kasai and like all the Blitz heroes. Oh, and the Blitz Crucible. heroes. Oh, that'd be really cool. Adderall, maybe. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Alda. Oh, the blitz deck, nice. Yeah, <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, uh, as far as history pack two, I don't know what's in history pack two. So that's what mon- uh, it's, it's so probably going to be the monarch tales of Aria and Everfest sets. Um, yeah, because they, they don't have any, they don't have non English printing because everything else 
Yeah. Well, Uprising doesn't have English printing either, though. So maybe it includes No, but Uprising. you can't include that many sets. That's going to be History Pack 3, probably, right? Can you, though? Because I thought Outsiders is going to be the first set that comes in all languages. Like, it's going to come out oh, in that English, oh. French, Italian. I read somewhere that's going to... It's going to be a multi. The multi-language print is coming out all. Okay, so I didn't I know see. about that. So in that case, there are five sets that you could include in History Pack Two. Maybe they just go all out and put all five, or they might oh. skip Everfest because of something yeah, coming up. Because of the something? unlimited coming out, they might skip Everfest and maybe do Monarch Tales, Dynasty Uprising, maybe. Oh man, I'm gonna go. That's a lot. Man, that that uh that the marvel prism is going to be bananas like that card is going to be expensive yeah <laughs> like, i mean dory's already uh, like one of the more expensive uh, of the marvels like 600 bucks roughly that's dory now think about that now think about prism <laughs> she just prism. that far fire prism. prism mains will do anything to bling those decks out hmm. anything living legend still bling it out okay. uh, but yeah maybe the fact that living legend would be doesn't mean means it won't be as much. I'll, I'll probably look into getting like the chain one, even though you can only be, but you could play it in Blitz. You could play Chain of Blitz. You could play oh, Prism. The Marvel one's the adult one, so. <laughs> yeah. It's true, but that's life, isn't it? That's life. No one's um, going to care. Oh, so, yeah. I'm interested to actually like get some History Pack 2, uh, even yeah. though I really want History Pack 1, but just... like it's sold out so fast. Yeah, um, you didn't have the luxury of opening another language, did you? I did not. It's just the English um, ones. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, but that's that's whatever. I don't I don't care that much about different language cards. Well, I just it makes you feel better. I whiffed on the Marvel heroes, so I wish I didn't know. That does that makes me feel a lot better, actually. <laughs> yes, thank you, appreciate it. You saved um, on the 150 bucks per box. There you go. So let's let's talk a little bit about outsiders here. Not too much. I don't want to speculate too much on outsiders. Yeah, a we lot just of people already, don't know a lot about it. A lot of people are already putting out vids videos just speculating on the, the tiniest of details. They're, they're fun videos. Them. But yeah. They're fun, but I'm not interested in like clickbaity stuff. So I'm just like, hmm. it's four heroes. I'm psyched that it's four heroes. Yeah. Um, We're going back to the welcome to Wraith days. What I'm interested in seeing is that it's a standalone set, right? Mm -hmm. So if they're going to be adding some kind of talented, like OG hero, like a like a like a mech that's Azalea, Shadow or, <laughs> or something, yeah. Like a talented mech, a talented Azalea, yeah. How is that going to work in a draft standalone set? I mm -hmm. I'm struggle I'm struggling to kind of picture it because the last time it was obviously an Everfest, it was a supplementary set for Starvo. Yeah. It, that wasn't a problem. This is a limited set that's going to be used for Pro Tour, the only Pro Tour of the year. I yeah. fail to see how you're going to create a healthy four hero uh draftable set. That people will actually be able to competitive play and enjoy. I could be wrong. Also, this is all speculation. Nobody knows if there's a talented hero. Like, yeah, like, I, no, I'm no gonna assume there is because we got the assassin that was talentless, right? In um in Dynasty, so I assume we're gonna get something that has a talent. I I would love to see a talented Azalea or maybe another ranger. It's, it's, Kind of interested also when you bring up assassin because like it's so good. Everyone is expecting more assassins to support outsiders. Mm -hmm. Sure, but how many of slots and outsiders is dedicated to cards that don't actively support one of the heroes they're releasing? Meaning, mm -hmm. if they're not releasing an assassin hero, how many assassin cards are there going to be really in the set? 
You, oh, you can't give them none. I, I would say none if there's no assassin hero. Right? So I'm just like, they just came out with Arachne. I understand the delay that it was supposed to come out in Arcane Rising, but obviously mm -hmm. uh, it didn't really work that way. And they, yeah. and they were going to put it in Outsiders, but decided to put it in Dynasty and tie it all together. There, mm -hmm. There's been some crazy stuff back and forth, but I'm just like, okay, so yeah. I don't know if there's going to be. So what, like they just released Arachne is gonna be a new assassin hero in Outsiders. There could be a new assassin hero with a talented assassin pool and like a generic assassin pool. Uh, that would be fine. I I think to your question about how they're gonna make a four hero set work with talents, uh, they can do something again similar to Monarch where you had two talents across four heroes, right? Um, I don't, I, I don't really think it was that much of a fun drafting experience, but I thought it was fun. But it, but it worked. I mean, I, I ranked Monarch pretty low in my draft sets. I remember. Um, you... Yeah, we did that uh, with OK and White. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. anyway, I'm just saying Monarch was a good example of how that worked. So I think it's it's possible. It's it's definitely in the realm of possibility. I think it is. I just I don't know. Uh, obviously, we have like zero details about any of this, but. Hmm. This yeah. will be the first time they bring a talented hero, like an OG talented hero, <laughs> to a standalone draft set. Also, I am curious. I was gonna say the art kind of bothers me because, like, this person's left arm is like so stubby compared to the right arm. Outside of the aesthetics, Rob, you gotta look deep down on the inside here. It's just like looking at the art. I'm like, I, I don't think the art's bad, but it's like, why is the arm so stubby? Well, so there's like an extended, there's like an extended image of that though. So there's like the <laughs> like going somewhere. Anyway, um, besides the point entirely. Expansion booster in July. Uh, scroll down a little bit here. Blitz and decks. standalone Q4. So they're releasing blitz this decks. with the blitz decks, just like they did for every other set. People, yeah, people figured out that there's four blitz decks, so there has to be four heroes. Like, uh, me, I don't. Is that where that came from? Yeah, there, there's in the product, especially like on the pre-orders and all of that. There's four uh, blitz decks, okay, so there's okay. just four heroes. Uh, I think I, yeah. James might might have mentioned four heroes somewhere, but in one of the articles okay. or so we're we're fairly certain. Yeah, we're fairly certain it's four heroes. Um, uh, which I'm excited to draft four hero set again. I like four hero sets more than the three hero sets. I think they're a little bit more. They have they give people more options in general. Yeah, I think it'll be interested interesting to see. If they go back to the uprising style where it's 14 draftable cards a marvel card and a token mm. or the kind of uh, 15 like prior to that every single, every single other set i think 14 card drafts are kind of bad in my opinion i think giving mm. giving someone one less card uh means that you're really you're really narrowed in here on on your you, the flexibility of your opening five or six cards is very limited i think if you don't right. like nail down your deck within pick three or pick four you're, you're at a loss here because you're not gonna have you're not gonna have those three extra cards to like potentially balance out your deck like phoenix flames doesn't work for icelander um yeah so, so i think it's a little bit i'm curious to see if they're gonna go with that style like marvels aren't going away anytime soon no so if they're gonna go with the 14 card plus marvel plus token kind of thing so like 14 draftables or, or what they're gonna do here i profess unlimited q2 i forgot this exists Forgot this I was am, existing in the first place. Man, I was so surprised to see this because I was so sure that they have they were gonna wean off of the unlimited part of Everfest. They, Do people need unlimited Everfest? I guess like, I guess they must, no? Oh man. Cause I've seen I've seen a lot of people like requesting to buy stuff like Stalagmite. I think there's there's yeah, demand but it's for still like forty bucks Canadian. Um I no, 
No, it's like 60, 65 now. It went it's up jumping now? up. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but that that's an equip. The, the the ram's head is like seventy bucks, right? I don't I, I don't think it's terrible that stalagmite would go up to seventy bucks too. I don't think it warrants an unlimited set. Um, now I will say that the rune blade cards are pretty expensive. Your revels and your swarmings, those are yeah, still like holding strong at fifteen bucks yeah. on uh, non foil. The foils are like twenty bucks, um, Canadian. So like some of those, US. some of those cards, yeah, some of those cards are spiking a bit. I know the uh, first uh, this rounds on me starts spiking a bit. Yeah, awesome. yeah, that's a good um, point. That's a fifteen dollar majestic. But having yeah. fifteen dollar cards is not the worst because they're staples that you can run in multiple decks. They're kind of like they're not CNC level, but I guess they're now you know there's there's a bit of a comparison and yeah. The fifteen bucks is not that much. I think releasing unlimited is a bit maybe too much diluting. Um, I don't think this set. What's I don't think this set's gonna sell. Who's gonna buy this set? Well, like, actually, that's a good point because first edition of Everfest is still at my LGS. They can't sell yeah. first edition for a hundred dollars a box. Canadian. Who's gonna buy this for map for like one hundred five Canadian or whatever? It yeah, is in the US. I think it's a mistake. I, I don't know if maybe in the States there's a shortage of first edition Everfest, but I could oh, find that here all day, I think. Uh, I, you know, I'm sure every LGS around me here has it in stock. I don't know. It might be to do with print runs. Like maybe the print, because they haven't come there's out. a lower print run. It might be lower than people are expecting, and so they might figure once people figure out what the print run is, <laughs> they gotta might spike. beat them to the punch. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, okay, never mind. Here's some more product for you. Um, yeah, but like. I don't know. If, it's, if this is in History Pack 2, it, it, it can't be in History Pack 2. No, it there's no way they would release History Pack 2 with Everfest and cards and then Unlimited. Yeah. That sounds like a bad idea. It's, yeah, a, good, uh, it's a good question. I, I'd i be very interested to, to know why they have Unlimited for this. Because they could have easily not done Unlimited, right? And first edition Everfest would be kind of like... It's kind of like the Unlimited, right? There's no distinction anymore because you only have the one set. They have the cold foils as part of it. Um, mm -hmm. I think that the print run was healthy. I think that the market or the players took it in pretty well, and there's some left over, but that's okay. I, I mm -hmm. don't know if we should or if they should add more. It's um, because Unlimited too, right? It's no cold foils, uh, unless they're going to do something bad. special, right? Yeah. Unless they might do something special with maybe having some Marvel in there. But mm -hmm. um, I, I think that it's going to be a very underappreciated product. People are not going to... Like, why would I open this if I could open first edition for the same price? Yeah, or just like 10, 10 15 bucks more, and the cards are actually worth like just more in general. Yeah, I, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, um, EV-wise, it's probably going to be really bad. It'll probably be like a softer product. I don't really know. But let's let's roll on to the last topic here, which is Wishlist. 2023. Yeah, I mean, yeah. you already went off with it. You might as well keep going. You were talking about a little bit about that PVE action. So why don't, why don't you uh, why don't you explain what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know if this is going to be a specific product for PVE. Um, I think it might as well be. Um, maybe something that you can buy to run at home too. Um, like a fifth edition. Like just like a like a general like D and D set where they have like you get the this, book, it, you get a little map, and you get yeah, the, it uh, could be something that is very like living card game esque where you buy it and you get all the stuff for it. Um, you don't have to like open packs to pull out like, you know, 
chase cards like or game. anything. Like, like Arkham Horror, stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that, exactly. Like Gloomhaven, you know, stuff like that. So I think having maybe like a $20 set that you buy and you get everything in it. I would say I would say something cheap like that. Yeah, there could be uh, a kitchen table level where you buy them and just play, or there could be an LGS level where only the LGSs get these kits, and you have to go to a store to play, and you assemble like you know a group of friends. You show up, and there are specific promos you can win for beating a, whatever it is, a boss or um, a raid, a dungeon, that kind of stuff. So. I think there's a yeah. lot of room. Like, like, there's actually, like, infinite possibilities with this. Like, I can't even imagine what they're going to do. But I would like to have... It's in the works, though. Yeah, it's in the works. So I would like to have a version where you can do it at home. Because some people just, you know, can't go out that much. And you still want to do, like, a co-op type-esque, um, you know, board gamey type of deal with, like, your, your wife or your family. So, yeah. That's kind of <laughs> what I... With your I mean... My wife plays. Yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, yours does, but a lot of uh, Not, a lot of them do. Yeah. For a lot of other people that play this true. game, the wife wants nothing to do with this game. Yes, that is true. So yeah, that's what uh, that's what I hope for for at least for PVE. I guess we can take turns. Yeah. I don't really have another idea, so you can go first before I keep talking. Well, yeah, I'll just add out like I'm definitely interested in a, um, seeing what the hell these like random cards like silver palms and like all the merchant class, like all these really <laughs> all the merchant cards stuff. Yeah. No, no, everyone's just oh yeah, no worries for PVE. I'm like, is it? <laughs> is it? Watch it. Is that for sure, or, or is it just a bad card? Like, I, I'm, I still don't know. Like, Silver Palms is a legendary, by the way. But um, <laughs> yeah. I think people like say that, and they just have zero idea what, why it's for PVE, or they have like no inkling. Yeah. It's just funny to me. It's an easy like, cop out, oh, right? A bad card comes out, it's like, yeah. well, it's possibly good for PVE, so just stock up. <laughs> or, or, it's like, or it's like Bard. Or or uh, ju- not judge. What's Typanus? Um, Drakai of Drakai uh... of judgment, right? Judgment, yeah, yeah, yeah. But what's his actual like hero type or whatever? Oh. I had him here. I, I I don't care. Adjudicator maybe. Um, I have one. Let's find it. You can keep talking. I mean, I do. I'll interrupt you at some point. Uh, yeah. So I don't think like I think there's like a bunch of or uh, uh, the guardian, the draconic guardian dude, Yoji. Or whatever like okay. yeah apparently he's for pve too i'm just like okay, okay so they've set up this like pretty big base yeah, he's, a, he's an educator yeah adjudicator yeah adjudicator. i was right um, yeah and i'm just i'm just very interested in seeing like these just they don't look like pve cards they look like ultimate pit fight cards which i'm just like mm. okay it's a, it's a thin line, PvE, <laughs> like PvE, like ultimate pit fights commander like for any of the magic listeners, magic viewers, that that's that's his mm-hmm. idea of commander. It's ultimate pit fight. It's literally the same thing. Like you have you have a little you have a little phone in the middle. You have four life totals. <laughs> it's the same setup. It's it's commander, but commander is not PVE. Like it's not co-op. Yeah, either. No, you're right. They're different, uh, entirely different things. Yeah, very different things. And so I'm just it's like okay, yeah, Yoji, blah blah blah, is all these. Yeah, it makes sense in ultimate pit fight. Also, funnily enough, nobody knows what the rules are for Ultimate Pit Fight, nor, do, nor am I convinced it's anyone barren, knows how to play Ultimate Baron Wasteland like, where there are no rules. I saw... I remember one of my locals was talking to me last week about the Worlds event, which was an Ultimate Pit Fight event. That they needed, like, a yeah, raffle. Yeah, that was... Needed a, yeah. Okay, story time, story time. I, I, I hope he's not getting pissed at me for t- telling this story, but... Yeah. Um, 
or like taking it from from there. Or maybe he said it already. It's uh, from Jay from uh, crap mm. on the bottle. On the bottle. Which I, with uh, Jay and Yuki there. So this is from uh, one of my locals. Essentially, they he spent a bunch of time building this ultimate pit fight viscera deck. It's like an OTK deck, right? Mm-hmm. And they did the raffle. Jay he he didn't get the raffle, but Mateo, one of our other locals, did. So I gave him the deck to play. Yeah. And then he were playing, and it's OTK Viscerize. So essentially, he like blew his load, right? Like he, yeah. he tried to kill everyone all at once. Yeah. And then he killed two people, and the last guy was like, "Wait, you can't kill me. There's a cooldown period." It's just like there's like a like if you you can't kill everyone in one turn. Apparently, like you have to wait that's one thing. turn to kill the second one. <laughs> and 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 that that's a big problem because OTK Viscerize, as you know, well, once dead. you once you go on, once you go off. You don't You're have done. a plan no. You don't have a plan And so the guy called, I think they called the judge I'm over so it. The judge surprised. confirmed. The judge confirmed that that was a rule. <laughs> they then proceeded after the game to look through the entire and look through the entire rule book. There is no such printed rule in Ultimate Pit Fight. Yeah. For rule. Who and thought I'm just of like, this? Wait. The guy just the guy just, just essentially made, made a rule up, and the judge, and the judge didn't went want to along with it. No. Judge didn't want to seem like he you did know. He probably didn't know. To be fair, he, he might have not known where yeah. to find the rules for ultimate pit fight in yeah, the first yeah. place. It's a good point. I just kind of went with it, but like with that kind of prizing on the line, I'm just absolutely. I was ball like my my eyes were bawling out here. Was, was this like, for the alpha God. draft or is this something different? No, it's for the worlds. The worlds ultimate pit fight event, the one on Sunday. Or what was the like What was that. the prize for this? Was it It was, it was a cash a lore, prize? It was a lore book. Maybe it was like the appreciation oh, kit. Or it was the lore book? Okay, yeah, yeah. No, I, no, no, no. I think there were like special prizes or something like okay. along those lines. They said so, it was going to be like special, special prizes. Okay. I just thought that was hilarious. A perfect representation oh, about what Ultimate Pit Fight is right now. Yeah. Nobody knows what's going on, which is fine. But I think that needs to be flushed out a little bit more. I think PVE needs to be something like D and D esque. I think yeah. that's going to make more sense. I think it's a very rich lore i think they came out the lore book's fantastic the ip too, the ip is huge well uh, the, not right now but it could be <laughs> it's not huge definitely not could huge be, but be. they're building it from scratch and i think it's like yeah. quite nice i think they've built out quite a nice couple of zones like some good yeah. hero people really get attached to the heroes it's a hero-based game yeah right it's not a creature-based game it's a hero-based game and you know you know what else is a hero-based game dungeons and dragons pathfinders mm-hmm. like these are all hero-based games right i think something of that like coming together with your companions you know this rounds on me kind of style like everyone's coming together and uh i yeah. think that would be ideal and then just like a boss and like the to yeah. is like some kind of dragon or something I, I don't know i think there's issues with that because of course dnd is as you as we both know yeah. does not get finished in a three-hour session no so that's a good point um, too yeah it'll take it, a it long will be interesting time to see what PD is. that is also one my yeah. wish um, uh one Another wish I can add on to that is more interspersed products that are not just corsets. So right. classic battles, but better. I don't think classic battles did what it was supposed to do. I think it came in at a high price point, came in with some pieces of perceived value that they thought people might want, like the cold foil dory, the weapon, the cold foil riding but the a- weapon. As we know, those are not. <laughs> no, they have they not held them. up any value. Yeah, the value of that entire set. Is summarized by glistening steel blade <laughs> hilariously you have yeah. now all you've done is you've created a card that helps dory a lot does it doesn't give reinar a single pack call give some pack call yeah doesn't give him a single strong power card 
it reprints Alpha Rampage because everybody needed more Alpha Rampage. <laughs> and I think it just missed the mark entirely. I think the mat was fine. I think the little booklet was There was a mat? Fine. Yeah, a little paper mat. That oh, came the up. paper mat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, right. I think it was... I think it was a... I'm going to give it a two. I think it was a good first try. I think I know they had good intentions. Yeah. Yeah. I think they need to do better. Yeah. And I think they that will. is because yeah. I think a big problem with the Flesh and Blood right now is they have not attracted enough of the casual market. Yeah. Magicast, Commander, Yu-Gi-Oh! and Pokemon have their IP. They have their anime. They have their like external casual scene yeah. going on. Uh Flesh and Blood has none of that. They don't have the historic <laughs> IP. They have no back. They have no like anime show to go back on or any yeah. kind of, like establishment. These other games are twenty plus years old at this point, right? It's supposed yeah. to anime twenty five plus years. Yeah. Um, Fab's doing everything from scratch, and I respect it. But like, you really, I think I think they really need to target casual scene more. I think PVE will help a lot if they if executed correctly. And I think that's well. why they're taking. Yeah. I think that's why they're taking the time because they know this. They know if they misfire in PVE, they're they're screwed. Yeah. I think they. I think competitive, the competitive growth rate of this game is fine, but I but think it's not enough. I think to reach the levels that they're thinking of to not make this game a failure. By failure, I don't mean like it'll fail, fail. Yeah. I just mean like it's not going to break into the top three, top four right. as far as successful card games, right? Yeah. Uh, what I mean is like your big three, Magic, Pokemon, or the well, not in that order, but those yeah. are like probably those are the like three at the top Magic, there. Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh are the big ones. And then you got like the other other guys on the you got like Weiss and Digimon on the fringe, <laughs> maybe one yeah, piece. Yeah. Out. yeah, yeah, maybe. But one the piece. thing with all those games, though, you well, not well, I guess Weiss too, but they're all driven by the IP. They had the, all IP, driven by the IP, but I'm saying that's what that's what Fab can't rest on. Flesh and blood. Course. Yeah, it doesn't have that luxury to be propelled no, by a known IP. So, so like yeah. i would like more products side products and i don't mean the stupid brushed sleeves like okay i get it putting america on a sleeve cool or whatever and yeah. i don't mean like more of those products i mean like actual products with like Pro- products that, i think if there are products that help propel the ip forward those are going to be pretty key um i would love i'm not talking about, I'm not talking about the prism statue either just in case anyone's i, I like, still oh, want i still oh, want that. <laughs> but i i think um more world building things uh i would you know if they came out with like some kind of like might be stretching but like a comic book series uh something to give more of a story i, I actually love when they come up with those kind of uh snippets between before sets where they give some more backstory on like viscerai uh, you mm. saw some stuff with like Lexi, like that was really cool. I I would love some stuff about that, even if it's like an art, um, a, a web comic, start something up. Or I you think can the lore, it. the lore is underexplored. I think the lore is there's a lot to explore. Yeah, I so. think they're trying, and there's a couple good YouTube channels that actually are like more dedicated to the lore. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, a lot of competitive players don't give a shit about the lore, but the yeah. casual players do. Like yeah. I I I'm I care about the lore. I would care. I'm, if I saw a comic with Reinar in it or something like that, I'd, I would love to read it. Like, I'd love to lo- know more about what he's actually like. Because now we just I, can I'd only like imagine. First edition fab comics, yeah. Speculating on first edition fab comics. First edition. Um, no, I just want to read but, comics, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Stuff like that. Anything involved with the IP could be really good for the game. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's totally true. I need to expand beyond that. Um, Isn't there like rumor about like a Netflix thing? Is that just a rumor? Yeah. It ended up being a prism statue. 
that was that, the was, thing? that was it yeah, yeah, yeah. When they did the little opener on the thing, remember in the bar? Oh, you weren't there in the bar. Okay. Well, so you're just, talking about the like, the banquet for Worlds. Yeah, the Worlds banquet. Yeah, so they built essentially the uh, they're working together with the studio that with right. New Zealand that's involved in a bunch of stuff, and then they prop up the Prism statue. Right. Everyone was psyched for like because uh, they were talking about studios and productions. Oh. So were, that's a series, like a like a something oh. that said like like something similar to like Dota or Mad like Magic has one. Like it's okay. something similar to that, right? They, okay, okay. They're all like going into see like League has one now, League of Legends, right? So they're all going in that direction. Everyone's super excited, and, and they just prop up the Prism statue. Oh. It was like, <laughs> oh, what a <laughs> Although it's a beautiful statue, I want one. But Look, but yeah, I would have preferred a, a, a series. I, I just love how they debated the shit out of us yeah, in, yeah. The, in the banquet hall, <laughs> and it was just like very limited statue, like one in a hundred of them, I think. I, I don't know, but I, I'm not going to pay like five grand for it. I'll tell you that right oh, now. Oh, if it's that much, um, I'd pay a few hundred. That, that, uh, yeah. that's like the second wish list thing. I think yeah. that's really it. I think like, yeah, same. As I said before, like more spread, like more spread out battle hardens. I'd like, I would like some more love to the West Coast. I know there's like yeah. some events here and there, and I realize the West Coast is really three states plus a province yeah. in Canada. Like I understand that, yeah. but maybe some in the Midwest or like. Yeah, there's your Indianapolis. <laughs> okay, like not the eastern Midwest, the west. <laughs> okay, the, the western like Midwest. <laughs> yeah, like oh. Salt Lake City, something like that. Uh, I know there was one in Denver. Well, Vegas so, was pretty Vegas. good, right? Yeah, the Vegas world premieres are always good. I really like going to the world premiere. But like Vegas world premiere was great. I mean, the experience itself was mad, but I liked going there. Right. For right, sorry, not not the experience itself. There were parts of the experience that were executed very poorly. I think the event overall, like I think that Team Blitz event was not run very well. Okay. Uh, I'm not I'm not gonna get into that. But my my yeah. point was like the actual uprising part of it was great. Mm -hmm. I loved I loved every second of it. Getting to like draft it with everybody for the first time, drafting uprising. Like, that was part of the first draft for uprising. Yeah. Like that's great. That's a great thing. Yeah. Um, to like remember that set by. That's probably part of the reason why I, I, I like it so much. It's just like you have that attachment to it that. Sounds dumb. You're like putting attachment in cardboard, but like, uh, you know oh, what? I'm very attached to my uh, cardboard. I, I know. I'm just, I'm just like, I have just a, a softer spot. Like a lot of people just sort of sick of uprising, and I'm like, I cannot stop drafting this stupid set, even mm -hmm. though I know it's got problems. Mm -hmm. Whereas, like, there's a lot of sets that I can't really do that with. So, I think that's probably like it for me as far as like yeah. wish list. There's I could probably go on and on, but I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end it there though. Yeah, yeah. I think. I think it's an exciting year for Flesh and Blood. I don't know if it's going to have that explosive growth that it did in 2022. I don't know how well mm -hmm. it's going to replicate that, and I'm not holding my breath. I'm yeah. being more pragmatic about it. Honestly, I, think, uh, I will say that um, for, for the explosive growth point, it's actually fine if it starts to plateau and just kind of steadily grows. I'm okay with that. I, I, don't, I don't want it to plateau. I think if you uh, I didn't mean like the I game. Mean, I think yeah. you're. I think you're. You're. You're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I mean, like instead of doing like this, it kind of goes like kind of goes like this, right? And that that's actually okay. I think. I think that's what we're doing. They're they're keeping the million dollar prize pool. They're shifting some stuff around here and there, making more accessible. I'm just hoping they follow up with the, uh, hey, casual players. Here's a bunch. Here, here's some products for you guys. Here's some more different kind of events and things you can do at the. I really liked the uh, the welcome event package at oh, yeah. uh, Worlds. 
like that was i've never seen that before and people were there people were doing it the seals it was very good value too shit i almost bought one of those things like just for the welcome to wraith packs was good right. value uh, a little mat stuff like that i think that was great saw some new players get in there mm-hmm. i think uh the way you're gonna get to casual players is you get, you have to get the group you have to get the whole friend group i think it's yeah. hard to like pick one of those players in a six-person friend group or four-person friend group and make them the one who has to market this thing to their friends like right. i don't think that's gonna i don't think it's gonna do it because the other three players are just like oh, screw this let's go go play commander or something or, mm-hmm. or do something else right i don't I don't think you for the last couple of years i think the onus has been on that one friend in the friend group or that one person who's come across a random rudy rant video or something like that or yeah. someone who's seen whatever and they've been like sucked in mm-hmm. and now they're like they feel like they need to get their entire friend group otherwise that's the main people they play with and if they succeed they succeed and if not they just quit and i think right. like that that's a bit of a problem i think you need to capture more than just the one person and i think the way you do that is kind of you know put a little bit more emphasis in the casual scene. So I'm, I'm hoping, I'm hoping we're going to see it. Uh, I'm hoping like these new sets are cool enough to bring in more, uh, mm-hmm. more players and uh, hopefully stop, you know, stop, uh, stop yeah. any kind of churning of the older players that are getting bored or anything like that. But yeah, that being said, that's, uh, that's, that's fab going into 2023. So if there's anything, anything anyone wants to comment, um, maybe their experience from 2022. What are they looking forward for 2023? I think that'll be interesting to know what other people think. Do you agree with us? Do you disagree with us? Do you have like different kind of takes that maybe we haven't gone into some pieces of fab? Shit, maybe you just want statues of every hero. Let us know. Um, Hell yeah. I think, I think a chain statue would be really fun, really cool. Like the adult chain with the full thing coming out. I know just a chain simp, I don't know. But um, <laughs> yeah, just, just let us know. If you like the content, feel free to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, of course, anyone listening on Spotify, you can, uh, you can follow us on Spotify. Or sub- can you subscribe on Spotify, man? I really don't. I, Spotify. I don't know how it works. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it comes out. The, the truth is out. Uh, this, this, this will definitely be. Out. I'll make sure this will be on Spotify. But um, that being uh, that being said, appreciate everyone for watching, wherever you are watching or listening in the world. Have a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Bye for now. <laughs>